about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshukba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. All right, I've got a long way to go. Let's go. So I've been talking about the prerequisites of a lasting relationship uh, from the series Singleness to Greatness. Uh, And last week I touched on Genesis chapter 24. And if we read Genesis chapter 24 and from from, from verse 1 to 28, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to uh, allude to it that when Abraham was looking for a wife for his son, he sent out his servant and told his servant that his servant should go and look for a husband, uh, uh, sorry, a wife for his son. Uh, verse 3, he said here, because I want to allude to it, he says, Swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women. So he was specific. When you further read on, you will find out that he set out a fleece and then he met this lady called Rebecca. And verse 16, Rebecca was very beautiful and old enough to be married, but she was still a virgin. Old enough to be married, but she was still a virgin. She went down to the spring, she filled her jug and came up again. Uh, running over to her, the servant says, please give me a little drink of water from your jug. And 18 says, yes, my Lord. She answers, have a drink. And she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder, gave him a drink. And when she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your comments too until they have had enough to drink. And when you read on verse 26 says the man bowed low and worshipped the Lord. Praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham. He said, the Lord has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master for he has led me straight to my master's relatives. And uh, we started to bring out some great uh, nuggets from within the place. We did say clearly that Abraham, although he was very rich, didn't trust in his intellect enough to even find a wife for his son, so depended solely upon God. I gave us three things that uh, Abraham's servant did. He waited, he watched, and he worked. He waited uh, for the timing of God. He watched, is this really God? And he then went out for it to work. And then I started to talk about the prerequisites for a lasting relationship. And the first thing I said is let God start it. Let God start it. Let me put this here for a while and then when I need it. Let God start it. Um, uh, And I said you need to ensure that before you marry someone, especially if it's a man, let him know God before he knows you. Ensure your foundations are reinforced uh, and ensure that uh, you never marry someone who has not got a relationship with God. Having said that, I got a fantastic email. Uh, now, where is the email? I had everything sorted out. Okay, so he says, she's, she, he, she, 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 I'm not going to say who. Uh, I know the person. Uh, good email. said, good morning, Pastor. I know our topic now... 
is based on lasting relationship. But I would like to know what is your opinion with different religious beliefs coming together? That can, can that be lasting? I don't believe it can with different morals sticking together through hard times, having mentors, different prayers. But I would like, to, I would like you to speak on that. Hmm. What if the guy or the girl has all the points you spoke on last night regarding capacity, building a foundation, seeking God first, uh, has good character, but he or she is a Jehovah Witness, is Jewish or Muslim? The reason I ask this is because there are a few, I don't know why she picked on some of where my wife came from, it says because there are a few Africans that have different beliefs and are, mar- and are married, does that not affect the child with false foundation of God. I know what she's talking about, or he's talking about. How does a child flee from their parents' truth if what they know is normal? Okay, so, uh, with that, actually, um, I know in our message we spoke about last week that you need to make a choice based on character, make a choice based on conviction, make a choice based on capacity. However, before that came in, I was going to add an addendum to that. That's not part of the message today, so I wanted to quickly add an addendum to this. And I wanted to quickly speak about, according to let God lead us, that there are some deadly mistakes that almost all singles are making. In a desperate attempt to meet and settle down with their godly spouse. And I just want to narrate just quickly three. Can I do that? Number one is, mistake number one is when having idols in their hearts. Having idols in their hearts. So some of what I'm going to say may answer the question. One of the greatest mistakes is when you have idols in your heart. Pastor, what do you mean by that? This is what I call, this is one of the biggies. This is a, this is a real big thing. Uh, in the Bible, anything that takes the place of God in your heart is an idol. When this man set up, or when... Abraham, servant set up, he did not have any, what would I say? He didn't have any ideas, preconceived ideas. He didn't write down notes of size, height, and all that kind of stuff. First thing he said is, God, please lead me. God wants to have first place in our lives. And many of us, especially when it comes to the issue of a godly spouse, Many of us have already got an idol, an image in our mind uh, without realizing that God keeps the best for you and you have to go to him in prayer to find out. Many of us, including Moa, before I got married, had a kind of idea of what kind of man we're looking for. One, the man's got to be taller than I am. Uh, number two, the guy's got to have some bit of dosh, cash. Uh, number three, he's got to be doing something. So, so we kind of have the, and then he's got to respect me. The word respect is relative because you have a long list under the respect. You understand? Uh, he, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to be exciting. I don't want someone dull. I don't want someone who I have to keep the conversation going. I've got to say, uh, that's good for you in the 25. When it gets to your age 30, Eh, maybe if he's not if he's not if he's dull i'm exciting anyway so i'll keep it when you get to 35 god just anyone just bring that person but herein lies the danger 
if you go to God with your mind already made up about someone, you want, and then you just ask him to rubber stamp your preference for you by asking him to show you if that person is your godly spouse, you will most likely hear your own voice. Let's be honest with you. Your emotions will echo back to you. Look, don't think I'm 50-something. Yeah, in your days, the the same principle started in in the Garden of Eden and it's still starting tonight. So the the, the issues don't, love don't change. Love is love. Love is love. You can fall in love at 75 and still make a big mistake. And someone can wreck your entire life for the rest of your God-given life. So, love is love. So, the question we need to ask ourselves is this. Do we really have idols in our hearts? And many times, our entire life, if someone was with me in the first time I started this thing, your entire life should not be around spouse. God has greater good things for you before he brings you there. You know when I spoke about the when and the then? If you didn't listen to that, go and listen to my first message. So, many of us grew up with idols in our heart. I had idols in my heart. I had, a, I had, a, I had things I wanted. In fact, I even had it to the extent that she has to be walking. And preferably, she needs to earn more than I earn. It was, it was the thing. It was the, it was the sieve. It was the litmus test. And I failed successfully in it. It was a deadly mistake. And all of you are looking at me as if we get it. No, you don't. You all have idols in your life. Sometimes your friends are your idols because your friends are your litmus test. Oh, before I go out to him, let me show him to my friends. You didn't even show him to God or her to God. It's your friends that will determine whether it is or not. Oh, your Instagram. Just take a picture of him, put him on Instagram. The guy didn't want you to put him on Instagram. The girl didn't want you to put him on Instagram. The second mistake is this. The first one is when you have idols and you have... The second mistake is ignoring your vehicle of destiny. Mm-hmm. Now, your vehicle of destiny is a certain skill, talent, attribute, or gift that God has given you. This is going to get a bit rough right now. It is that vehicle of destiny that you have is the means in which God will deliver the best for your life, including a godly spouse. Some people have a vehicle of helping others. For some, it could be hospitality. Actually, yes, for some it could be hospitality. Even hospitality in church, we saw how a couple met based on just being in the hospitality team. Hmm? The husband is at the back right now. Don't turn back. He's there. <laughs> For others, it's, it's just a milk of human kindness. For others, it may be the ability to be persistent in the face of all odds. To others, it could just be maybe the person knows how to sing. It could be just anything. Let me give you a good example. I met my destiny, my wife, by the vehicle of destiny God gave me. And there is, I know pastors will have to say this so that they encourage the people. But I'm saying this from my heart, that there is no, 
day of regret that I made the wrong choice. But the choice wasn't made by my idol. The choice was made by the vehicle of destiny that God gave me. Meaning it was my counseling that I've always done. Helping people out. Praying for people that brought us together. Because although we had met previously on the bus, that was me. Nothing to do with my vehicle. It was me seeing her and my boyish mind went into action. And nothing happened. We just, and after we just became friends. And four years, no, a few years after that, you went to uni, isn't it? And there was nothing going on between us. I didn't even see her. Even though we attended the same church, but I didn't even see her. We didn't have time. She saw me. I was busy with church. Busy. Now, four years. And the only time we came together and immediately it picked up was in me trying to help her cancel her. Just as I would cancel any other sister in church. It was at that point of cancelling that something started to drop in my mind like, maybe she's the one. Just like that. My twin brother going past, touched me afterwards, said, you know why you were talking? I felt that you were like husbands and wife. That's, that's an affirmation. And then I went into prayer. But just imagine that I, because someone offended me, I have abdicated my role that God gave me. I would have ended up with a wrong person that would not fulfill destiny of being a great mother, not only to my son, but also the, to the entire church. Are you, are you, is anyone hearing what I'm saying? For most of you that resigned from church or resigned from everything. Oh, I don't feel I should be singing anymore. I don't think I should be ushered anymore. Somebody got married in this church just based on hospitality. Vehicle of destiny. Your kindness. And did you see what happened to Rebecca? It was her kindness that was her vehicle. She must have been kind for a very long time, not just on that day. You just don't produce, uh, give water to donkeys and camels just because you just felt the Holy Ghost move that day. Is anyone hearing what I'm supposed to say? This, this, this vehicle of your destiny can be your most dominant attribute. But if you don't recognize that, you will not make full use of it. And most of your blessings will bypass you. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? Guys, you could just be helpful. Some of you do not recognize that just stopping. When you see a lady in distress or trying to change her tires may bring you to someone who can elevate you from your zero to your hero. And it's a big mistake. We just ignore the vehicle of our destiny. And there is no time limit that God puts on that. And number three, continuing to engage in any form of sex outside of marriage. The Bible says she was a virgin. Listen to me, and I'm going to allude to this when we, go, when we continue. When you violate crucial spiritual principles, you literally give the devil the license to put you in a spiritual cage. You know, on Sunday I was talking about spirituality and I decided I have to really start to let the church understand that there's some certain things that you just don't brush aside. When you start to engage in some certain things, no one can find you or propose marriage. 
You could still be walking around as beautiful as ever. But in the spiritual realm, the devil has already written something on you not available. So you really need to start to understand that some of us can truncate our destiny because we are putting the cart before the horse. We are doing what God said we shouldn't do and we are violating principles. It's a way of the devil getting us. And the person we're sleeping with may even be someone who has demonic issues in their life and is just a transference. Because when you sleep with a woman, the Bible says when you sleep with a harlot, you become one. Many of you think it's a fun. You reach your ecstasy or orgasm. Ha ha ha, I enjoy that. Hey, so you're also enjoying hell unconsciously. Because you have participated in becoming one with that person's issue. And this is what is called soul ties. ties. And I've said this over and over again in church. And how many people have got soul ties from different people? And just imagine... Okay, let me just say this. Just imagine someone has slept with... So the, the girl has slept with the guy who has slept with 14 other people and has carried all the demons of their family, of their lineage, of their nations, of their stuff. So there are 14, and maybe there are 3, 3 in each one. So 14 times 3, uh, that's because 42. 42 demons are added onto your demons you haven't yet dealt with. You become one. You're partaking of someone else's thing. When God says don't do it, you think God was foolish? You have no idea how much things I've dealt with. And the devil just catches you and lights an unseen aura around you that you're already taken. Uh, some people will say, let me just, can I just, let me just say this. Some of you need to recognize that when you do that, sometimes you have no idea that part of those demons that you have slept with now becomes your spiritual husband. Which means you're married. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear that in other churches. You're hearing it now. The reality it happens. That you become engaged. And that's why some of you will start to have dreams and find out that, oh, I just saw myself married. <laughs> and then after a while, you find you start to have dreams, you saw yourself having children. <laughs> but it's a reality. Oh, why am I having that? Oh, God is giving me my husband. No, 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 no. The one you slept with. You need deliverance. Ah, Pastor, you're going too, too deep. This deep. Let me quickly deliver you. Because I have experienced it and I'm start to start to declare and say this that the spiritual realm and principalities are really real. Which brings me to answer that question partially. That, no, you cannot hook up with someone who doesn't share your beliefs. The Bible made it very clear. Find it for me in 2 Corinthians. There's no way believer has any association with an unbeliever. Don't try it. Oh, but my auntie tried it and they're fine. You are always using an exception as a principle. God doesn't do that. In fact, God says the principle is faith. But sometimes the miracle may occur, but we want to live by faith and not by miracles. He says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. So what are you asking me? 
How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? He's asking you the question. What harmony can there be between Christ and the what? What harmony can there be between Christ and the what? It went even down. Okay. How can it be... Can we all read that together? Is it up there? How can what? Read it. Read it loud. How? And what union can there be between God's temple and idol? For we are the temple of the living God. And God said, I will live in them, walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. It's a simple issue. No. Because you cannot go against God's law and then tell God to repair what he didn't rubber stamp in the beginning. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? So, no. Now, let me, let me say this thing. If you are going to go out with someone, I'm going to quickly say this, you need to recognize that you have to be physically compatible. And what I mean by physically compatible, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So you need to understand that. Don't, 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 don't go out with someone that you knew how he or she was and then you now start to say, no, 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 no. You've got to be physically compatible. I knew some things I believe God for. Number two, as someone who, the husband may be short, I've got a friend, they've been married for 25 years. The girl is taller than the guy. But the guy carries his own. Oh boy, you can't make, here's the girl. <laughs> the guy is a handsome short man. See, and loaded too. So, but, that, but the, that's what happened 25 years ago and they have a beautiful marriage. The, that, that's compatibility. That's what they wanted. You understand? You also need to be, because many people are going to be fixated on that. Let me quickly move on. Uh, uh, you also need to be socially compatible. Are you following what I'm saying? That doesn't mean you have to marry someone who goes out the way you go out. My wife goes out more than I go out. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. Whoa. Because I preach doesn't mean that I'm always out there. I'm an intro- My wife knows I'm a homeboy. She didn't need to have problems with me going out. I'm a homeboy. I can go on holidays and stay in the same hotel, stay there for one week, not go anywhere. Gym, swimming pool. Maybe I'll go to the mall. You know, God save me and help me of all of that. But that's all. But when we go together, it's oh, elephant ride. Oh, this I'm like, babe, oh, I just want to sleep. But still... We are socially compatible. If we go out, we can move in the same circle, talk with the same thing. I may not be up and going like that, but I can fit in. You understand? You need to understand. You can't be really miles apart. You will cry. Then you have to be spiritually compatible. And let me now drill down into spiritually compatibility. Because there are some churches I can't marry in because I am not going to be spiritually compatible with them. We're not. Are you following what I'm saying? You really got to pray. Let me give you a, good, a very good example. You understand? I'm going to name churches here. So one lady in our church wanted to get married. She got this guy, and this guy was going to deeper life. And as she was going to deeper life, I said to her, I said, she said, we're one faith. I said, absolutely. 
Absolutely, we're one faith. Their life is just deeper <laughs> than mine. Their spirituality is deeper. I have no problems with that. They're very good. They're reaching their own people. They're reaching a sector of people. If they were not there, maybe souls would have been lost. But that's fine. The question is, are you spiritually compatible? Because no deeper life guy will walk into this place and even see me and feel I'm spiritual. Secondly, are you ready to wear scarf for the rest of your life and no makeup, nothing? Are you ready for that? Oh, pastor, I'm going to try to bring him to church. He is not coming to worship tabernacle. Have you not seen the people in worship tabernacle? We're even praying for salvation. Don't you see how they dress? He is not coming to this church. I know my church. <laughs> pastor, how do you know I like girl? I'm pastor. I know this church. There are only some certain people that can live, survive, and stay in this den. This is not for everybody. Deeper life incoming. Except God speaks expressly. And it's going to be a whole change. Because for the first three weeks, he will have a hypertension. Say, Pastor, but we've been talking. You are not compatible spiritually. And so he brought the guy. That's the only time. I don't think he even spent one hour. And then I asked her, so what is going on? Uh, He felt that he needs to pray. I said, hey, let him thank Jesus. Let him continue to pray. Because at a certain level, you may not be spiritually compatible. Uh, there's no way I was growing up and I'm going to marry someone who goes to a white garment church. It's not going to happen because there's no way I'm going to wear a white stuff and walk bare feet. It's not, we're not compatible. They, I have nothing against them. I'm not talking against churches. I'm talking reality. Neither are some of them going to find this place a, you know, both, both men and women. Guys, thanks about God some of you are here today. Guys, do, do not think in any way that you can convert a girl. Hey, when someone gets married in worship tabernacle and the girl comes from another church and joins here, I spend more time with the girl because women are powerful. And before you know anything, I'm not feeling the place. And the guy says, well, I've been here since worship tabernacle started. Hey, I'm just not feeling the place. I have never seen a guy who has survived it. Never. Never. At one point in time, he walks into my office and says, Pastor, for the peace of my family. And sometimes it's because the woman becomes a matriarchal demon. Sometimes. And you drag the guy away from his source. That source is what attracted you. Except it is God that says the guy's time is up. But if you by emotions drag someone away from where God has established them, maybe you will find yourself in serious trouble. You're now dragging him there and then you now say, why don't you get involved? Why don't you get Because he's not spiritually compatible with where you're taking him. And it, and it can be a Pentecostal church. It, it can be a charismatic church. It, it can even be, it can be Jesus' house. It can be worship tabernacle. You can drag someone from Jesus to worship and it may not work. Or drag someone from or take them to Hillsong. It may not work. So you need to understand spiritual compatibility. I'm way away from my message today. 
Are you following what I'm saying? You really need to be spiritually compatible. Because are you hearing the same message? Think about it. Are you hearing the same sound? There are not many churches that say you need to buy property. All they are saying to you is give, 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 give. It shall be given unto you. Good measure. First time, shake it together. If you don't give, there's a curse. Give your tithes and offer. Give your stuff. Because if you do not give, ah, the devil is going to wreck your finances and all that kind of stuff. Why are you buying a property? When, when, you, when you beautify God's house, everything will work out for you. I'm telling you right now, some of you are living under a curse. That's what they're hearing. And now you're telling the person, buy a property. They don't think like that. It's that. There's a church one lady went to and all the pastor was telling her to do or him to do is to just give to them. Give to them. Your, to the extent that she or him gave their car. It was like a spiritual hold. She or him never had a savings, not one time. Actually, the she or him or shim for that matter, when they came here, said, I've never heard this before. Who tells a church, don't give out of your credit card? So, your spiritual compatibility is way far apart. Because I want to shape your lives. When your life is shaped, you will build what we're building. But you won't come to me. And for those who come to me for, 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 for premarital stuff, they know I'm hot on where you're going to live. Hot. Because it's an investment. I will push you not to even have a reception. Yeah, you're smiling. You have no idea how much money you're wasting. So that you can finish your wedding and go into your own property. Instead of pleasing a lot of us that will, that, that will go to the toilet and dash down the toilet. And that's the end of your whole show. But who preaches that? Who teaches that? And so you need to be physically compatible, socially compatible, and what? Spiritually compatible. Because we say Jesus is Lord, doesn't mean Jesus is Lord over everyone's life. Ah. I hope the home will produce results. Honestly, this is just an addendum. And I've spent 25 minutes just talking about that. You've got to let God start it. All right, let me give you number two. We'll close on number two. We'll pick the next, 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 next week. There's no, I don't need to rush, isn't it? Let's, let's, let's go deep into this thing. Okay, so I said let, let, let God start it. That let God shepherd it. So someone asked me a question. How do I behave during cancelling and all that kind of stuff? So I want to deal with slightly. Let God shepherd it. Psalm 23 verse 3, the message Bible says, God, my shepherd. I don't need a thing. Sorry, there are no seat belts here in church, but have an imaginary seat belt and hold on to it right now. Uh, because it's going to get a bit rough. Uh, he says, God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. Huh? I wish some of us can say that. You have bedded me down in lost meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from true to your word. You, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. The Amplified says, the Lord is my shepherd to feed 
guide and shield me. I shall not lack. When he's your shepherd, he will feed you. He will guide you. He would even guard you and shield you and you will not lack. Now, let me start with these absurdities. When we talk about Ruth and Boaz, listen to this. Boaz's first conversation and attraction to Ruth is notable. For he says this in the book of Ruth, chapter 2 and verse 12. Listen to what he says. He says, you have sought protection under the Lord's wings, not under a man, but under the Lord's wing, and for that you will be richly rewarded. Anyone that wants a lasting relationship must first seek protection under God. The integrity and character of Ruth was what was so alluring and beautiful to Boaz. Far more than her outer beauty. The first thing that was attracted to her was how she sought protection under God. They would in time marry and have a son called Obed, whom would be the grandfather to King David. Their relationship was founded upon the respect and the love of seeking the Lord in every action leading to the Lord blessing their union. So the first thing the guy saw was the fact that the woman was under the Lord's protection. Now listen to this. Everyone, if you want to have a lasting relationship, many people have taken God out of their relationship and all they have left is self. And God is love. So when you take God out, you take love out. Because the love I'm talking about is not the filial kind of love, philanthropic kind of love. It's not the eros kind of love, which is the erotic kind of love that you're watching in Hollywood, Hollywood, Bollywood. Uh, uh, it's not the stooge kind of love that exists between family it is the agape kind of love that is unconditional so when you take God out of love you, all you have left is yourself and that is an idol that is going, that's going to capitulate after a while both guys and ladies Romans 8.28 says this and we know that all things work together, what? For good, for them that what? Speak to me at the back. For them that what? Love the Lord. He says, all things work together for, for good for them that love the Lord and to them who are called according to his purpose. So if your relationship is not deep in the love of God, it will have no purpose. All things means your relationship will work if you love God. All things work together means that both spouse will work together if you love God. If God is the shepherd over your relationship. I'm going somewhere. Wait. The absence of things not working together is the absence of the love of God. Because man's way leads to an hopeless end. God's ways leads to an endless hope. And that's why the book of Proverbs chapter 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. 
Listen for God's voice in everything you do. You get into the relationship and suddenly you don't come to church anymore. Suddenly you're tired. Suddenly all you're thinking about is yourself. God is, 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 becomes your spare tire. He says, listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. So your relationship cannot be on track even when you get married. If God is not the one who is shepherding the relationship. Love is not enough to have a lasting success. There are many other ingredients that have to be in place to be a success. Love is not enough. Oh, once you love me, it's enough. Really? Uh, Seriously, to be honest with you. Love don't put food on table. Neither does it pay bills. So there must be something that is going to be greater than that. Something that has to define, redefine the love. So when God is in your relationship, God conducts the relationship. So the question is, so how do I conduct myself in a relationship by God shepherding it? Those upstairs, you don't have it. I just did this this afternoon. Number one, let me tell you this. There are three things to build. How to conduct yourself. Build up a friendship and not a fantasy. Maybe you're not in a relationship right now, but start to listen to this. Build up what? A friendship and not a fantasy. They can put that up later. Build up a what? And not a what? Many of us are living a Instagram fantasy. Build up a friendship and not a fantasy. When you begin dating someone, there is a lot of pressure to move things on very quickly. Choose to keep the relationship on a friendship level. The longer you can remain friends, the better your relationship will be if you decide to get married at some point. Because honestly, it's, being, it's great being married to your friend. That is the reason why many people, they just say, let's go out for coffee. We go out for coffee. And so what's your intentions? Where are we going with this? <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, I just need to, uh, we need to just to talk. And Yes! He didn't, he didn't say anything. You said yes. Yes to what? And, and the, the poor guy, no, could, could be either way, you understand, is now thinking, I'm now in it. And then the next thing is, so when are we getting married? You know, because I'm 35. Or I'm 31. Or I'm 28. When are we? When do you really think this may happen? You understand? Now, and then you get married. The problem is because you're not friends, he's always going out with his friends. Because he can't talk to you on the level of friendship. She can't talk to you on the level of friendship because you're not friends. And listen to what happens. You may stay married. Remember, I'm talking about a lasting relationship, not a 50-year, 60-year, 80-year. I'm talking about lasting. You can't get married. You can't have children. 
But when the children grow older and leave home, that's why you see people divorce after 25 years, 26 years, 27 years, because there was no friendship. Immediately they married, they had children. They focused on the children, focused on everything. When the children left home, they looked at each other and there was nothing. And then someone now says, well, it's now time for me to take care of myself. And then unconsciously, Facebook has damaged a lot of relationships because you now hook up with your friends that you met when you were in university and that you are really a true friend. He's divorced, you've divorced, you now hook up. In fact, you hooked up before you even divorced because you divorced because you're now with your friends. You, 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 friendship supposed to be fun, not fight. Call someone who is fun. One of the saddest things is to see a couple get serious too fast. Some people will come to me, Pastor, I'm dating this guy. The next day they'll come to me, oh, we're engaged. I'm like, ah. Was there something that happened before I was informed? You get serious too fast. In fact, some people become mothers. Almost immediately, they start dating the guy. I want to talk to the ladies here. You just went out for one coffee. You're calling him. Every, what are you doing? Did you wake up well? Have you got food? Should I cook for you? As if the guy was hungry, scallywag, before he met you. The, the guy you want to cook needs to lose weight. Okay. Alright. So you just immediately you're in a role. Immediately. Almost immediately. In fact, by the time you leave in church to go for the coffee or for the date, immediately you see yourself married. You see yourself shaving his beard. Or his armpits. Okay. And sometimes, God, God sometimes, <laughs> can you see why some churches won't like this? So know where you are. This is worship tabernacle, not uh, uh, worship Baptist uh, evangelical alliance. No, 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 no. And sometimes, there may be a kind of discontent that goes on while you're in it. And that may be either because you got involved too early and you're pursuing the wrong person. Listen to me. Any couple can have an every now and then quarrel. But a continual unhappiness is definitely not God's plan. The Bible says no good thing would he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Friends can have arguments, but they have more good days than bad days. So if you are caught in and there's no fun but fight, then the best thing is the Bible didn't say pray. He says flee. <laughs> the Bible says thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is what? Fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are what? Pleasures forevermore. If the presence of God brings pleasure, would he assign any of his children the rigorous task 
of being with a person whose very presence robs you of the joy of the Lord. So the key to finding the right mate is forced to identify the qualities and the characters that we can hold as a standard without compromise. And then we evaluate the potential candidate because everyone is a potential. Not the real McCoy yet. We evaluate the potential candidates and then we make a decision. Because a woman may be beautiful and have poor character. And a man may be a business genius making money but lack common courtesy. Common sensitivity. Simple compassion you can't get out of the guy. And the only way to know for sure, it's by getting to know them and building a friendship. These kind of qualities or assessment don't come by a casual acquaintance. Anyone can put on their best behavior for a while. Also, Pastor, what about if I have a relationship overseas? If you are a lady, let me give you two suggestions. God is sovereign. So for pastor to say, no, that doesn't exist, is wrong. God is sovereign. It's not my best move. Neither is my best advice. Because I've been there and it failed. My wife has been there and it failed. So when two failures came to come together, God had mercy and we succeeded. However, there will be two things you need to be really careful of. Meeting the person once or twice a year you will is <laughs> not a good time to make an assessment thank god for instagram mammogram postgram whatever gram that is out there right now uh whatsapp snap the chat and all that communication stuff it is still good but i can't see many people arguing over facetime Maybe not. So you need to be aware of that. And if eventually you marry, you really need to know that you really have to start from dating. And it's a load of hard work. Secondly, for the ladies, if you are dating someone overseas, it's not here, please visit them without telling them. I'm your spiritual father, so I'm telling you. Just appear. If you appear and he's white and he turns red, there's a problem. If he's black and goes blacker, there's a problem. <laughs> if, if they fight you because you didn't give them an appointment, there's a problem. There's supposed to be joy. Okay. One guy even told the guy, if you're coming to my house, here. Inform me before you come. Yeah. Oh, honey, I'll come and see you. Fine. But I don't have to. My wife doesn't have to tell me. If she goes, if I, she's got the keys to my house. What are you doing? 
How many of you, because you're not friends, you ignore some certain characters that you're supposed to adore to get you out of what will cause woe? Because in friendship, you don't believe that the person can do no wrong. Friends, you, I, I, if a friend with my wife doesn't believe, I, I will not believe she can't make a mistake. No, that's why we're friends. You won't make a mistake. I, I, because we're friends, I'm not blind to her mistakes. Are you blind to your friend's mistakes? In fact, sometimes you tell them, stop this nonsense. But when you get into a relationship, yeah, love, love is blind. Marriage will open it quickly. Don't ignore character deficiencies. And the only way you can find that out is if you're friends. Because it's in our friendship that we can deal with it. So build friendship and not a fantasy. Okay? Number two. Here we go. Build a safe life. Build a what? Than a sex life. Mm -hmm. So follow me in the choir. Build. Give me key F there. Just F. Build a safe. Aren't you talking? Life than a sex life. If you are not married to me, I will say, Where are you going? But I know where you're going. I know where she's going. She has to make that important phone call. Okay. Listen to me. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3. The ba- uh. Oh, you're married. Okay. Don't, nobody else should move. No, pastor, so you don't send me an email. No! You listen to this carefully. Wanna stand up. Make sure nobody moves right now. God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from what? No, 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 no. It's a read the Bible. Stay away from what? No, 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 no. There's some words you pronounce well. Stay away from all sexual sins. Robbing, touching, uh, kissing fingering and all that kind of stuff. I'm saying it because you'll be asking me is that right or is that wrong? It's sexual sin. Don't say I didn't say it. Yeah. yeah so far, so far the male anatomy didn't enter into the female anatomy. That's not sex. It's sex. You reach your orgasm. You ejaculated. It's sex. So let me talk about this carefully. Are you ready? The first thing... The first thing God gave Adam and Eve. Listen to this carefully. The first thing God gave Adam and Eve is a rule of honoring him God. Many relationships are so sensual that there is no rules of honoring God. If you don't honor God, God can't honor you. This is where some people may not come back to worship tabernacle. And if you don't come back, I will hound you down. (laughs) Never do what married people do. 
until you are married. Because if you break divine order, your life will end up in disorder. Let me repeat this. This is, I, I didn't see no Instagram or phones going up, but I will still say this. <laughs> Never do what married people do until you are married. Because if you break divine order, your life ends up in disorder. Don't forget that until you are married, the person you are dating could be someone else's future mate. Do not deceive yourself that it is alright to do this or that. We love each other and we are already committed to be married anyway. You are telling that to me. 16 years of pastoring this worship tabernacle. Over 30 years in ministry, I have seen a lot. I've seen people who have even brought their house together and have bought the wedding dress and have fixed a date and they still broke up. There's no license until the ringy is in the thingy. <laughs> Don't deceive yourself. And that's the reason why it is best to marry or go out and date a Christian. Because what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to help each other out in a time of weakness. And many of you don't know that your delay is based on your disobedience. Because God has stepped out of it and all you have is disorder. No wonder you're fighting each other and there's no commitment. Because you've taken the order of God out. I am a man. Let me teach you young ladies. I'm a man. When you put a full stop to it, he will marry you quick if he loves you. And if he doesn't and he goes outside, know he is a fool. Bad rubbish. Get it, let it go. Because if you, if you spoil, and I use the word spoil in a stupid manner, but I'm still going to use that word. Spoil him by giving him sex every single time just so he doesn't go out. What happens when you get pregnant and you're married? What happens when you fall sick? Because there is nothing between you than sex. When sex is off the table, your minds become clearer. Your access to God becomes crispier. And you are able to make better decisions in, all, in other important areas of your relationship that's not related to sex at all. You just went out one time and then the next thing is you, 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 you jump into the sack. You don't realize that you're setting a precedent that may truncate God's move upon your life. Oh, pastor, we're already in it. Then stop it. Because I've done that with people before. Become holy unto God. Why are we, what, what, what else are we looking forward to? You're going on a honeymoon. Why are you wasting your money? To do what? Oh, we're going on a honeymoon. We're going to go and enjoy Is there anything different from what you've been doing? That's why when they go on honeymoons, the, 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 the guy disappears. I said this last week. He went on a honeymoon with her. He went drinking. Why are you going to offer him? That's the reason why there's a delay in some relationships. Oh, did I say it was going to be easy? Absolutely not. 
Oh, you think I'm preaching from a religious start of view? No, 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 no. My wife and I, we didn't have sex until we got married. But Jesus, there were... <laughs> Close misses. It was difficult. But because we were under the same teaching, we listened to the same message. Because we knew that if she says no to me, she's not trying to say no to me because I'm not attractive or I don't want to. She's saying no to save our relationship. When I say get off me, she knows that I'm saying get off me because what we're both doing is wrong. You understand? We, we know that. Many of you are even in a relationship. You're, you're not even married. You're, you're praying together. You finish fasting, then you have sex. Oh, why did this happen? We need to stop this. We need to stop this. It's not we need to stop it. You need to stop it. No, seriously. When we first dated, I went to her university. She was living in one bedroom, one room. My aim was to sleep there overnight. What, what, was I, what, 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 what did I think would happen? At the last minute, I said, babe, you know what? I need to go. I said, eh. I said, this time, I need to go. Next time, you tell me you need to go. I, I, I ran for that last train. But when I sat on the train, everything obeyed God's voice. <laughs> and I came home. The joy that I obeyed God that my flesh was exhilarating. Stop testing your willpower. God didn't say, Pray. He says, flee all appearances of evil. So stop speaking in tongues. So say, babe, you sit in this room, I'll sit in that room. No, the rooms are going to get closer. <laughs> Wisdom means knowing when you're not strong so that you don't have to be strong. Uh, let me say this again. Wisdom it means knowing when you're not strong so you don't have to be strong. It means seeing that a situation has, a, has the potential to pack some serious sexual t- tension and changing your plans. There are so many triggers. Let me give you six triggers. There are some major triggers to be mindful of. Don't tell me I didn't teach you. Late nights. Be careful of late nights. Moving na- nights on the couch in somebody's apartment is fun but it can lead to more. Mm-hmm. You're quiet. Avoid watching unedifying movies, videos, worldly magazines, wholesome jokes or books that will stumble each other. You're sitting there. Uh, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2 a.m. The devil walks in the middle of the night. <laughs> Late nights. Number two, emotional trauma. When you get in a fight with someone, or you get into trouble at work, or you just feel bad. You're vulnerable and you want comfort. Be very careful who you run to. Because if you run to me, if my wife runs to me, or when we're dating, she runs to me, she's going to be crying. I will hold her hands. And then the head goes up. And then it meets. The lips lock. And then it doesn't stop there. Something that will trigger sexual tension is intimate contact. Be affectionate, but be mindful if that affection is making it difficult for you or the person you're dating to resist temptation. If it is, dial down the intensity. Pastor, this is boring. Then marry. The Bible may declare in the book of Corinthians. He says, if you are 
behaving unbeknown to your virgin. Marry. Marry. Hey, Pastor, but I thought you, you said we should be friends. Hey, if you don't have enough sense to stay, marry. And then let's see how we build the friendship. But you cannot abdicate God's law. Hey, you can hug. Yeah, a peck on the cheek. If you go from there, you're touching somewhere else. You're touching the devil. You're not touching heaven changing earth. Alcohol, drinking, will reduce your inhibition. And you're more likely to do something you regret. Remember the first thing. You are not married until you're married. Don't feed someone else's spouse. Sexting. Am I right? Sexting. You know, provocative texts. Video clips that can send you over the edge of your willpower is bad. Because we're dating, you now take a photograph of yourself naked. And then he doesn't marry you anymore. And then he now wants to uh, blackmail you. What are you doing? Travel. Listen to me. Worship tabernacle. Let me make this declaration. Today and forever, you should never. What did I say? You should what? Never travel together alone. Unless you're in a group. What are you doing? A couple came to me and said, we're going to Barbados. I said, to do what? <laughs> that we want, we're traveling. I said, to do what? He said, we're just going to have, just have fun. We just need a break. You need a break? Okay. Before you travel together, so where are you going to be staying? Oh, we've got separate rooms. He said, don't lie to, you want to play a player. Are you serious? You're just, just wasted. Number one, you can be lying to me. That's number one. And if you're not lying, you've wasted money. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to get married before you go. They were a bit older. I said, get married. Hey, pastor, you're getting married or you're not going. You've just wasted money. And I know Barbados is very expensive. You are either going to get married or you can go without my permission and my blessing and trust me. Don't come back. I'm not going to marry you. So they married. I said, use it as your honeymoon. What about our family? When you come back, we'll do the wedding blessing. So they married. I asked the girl, when you go on that Barbados? <laughs> are you in the bush? Or are you in the city? Or are you on an island? says, oh, we've got an island. Is there a swimming pool? Yeah. Is there sand? Yeah. Are you wearing turtleneck? <laughs> Are you going to wear turtleneck? No. You're going to wear what? Yes. So how would you be? How? Let's not fool ourselves. If you want to travel together, get married. Or go in a group of good Christians. Not fake ones. 
that allow you to go on your own for a while on the beach in the middle of the night and then come back. No, 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 no. Good Christians. You all go together. Guys sleep in one room and we monitor each other. We, we did that. So it's not impossible. I say all these things I'm telling you will make and speed up the seriousness of your relationship. In this church, I warned some guys that, that were going to say, don't, if you go and chat, they were going in a group, I said, this group is dangerous. It's a dangerous group. It's dangerous. I even spoke to the parents. They didn't listen to me. When they came back, I had to be clearing mess. Mess, suicidal thoughts, disappointment, stress. Thank God for healing. Okay? So, travel is a no-no. Any questions about that? No. Uh, and then when you're dating ladies, can you just dress moderately? Look, look. You, you've got the guy, so relax. When you get married, then you can show everything else that you want to show. Because what I'm saying is that these things, there's no guy that you're going out with that will not see something and not go for something. So be careful about your tempting skirts and attires and all that kind of stuff. So what did I say? So I've done two points now, isn't it? Build a safe life than a sex life. Uh, number one, build a friendship instead of a fantasy. Can I give you one more and then we close? Build a dependency on... I have to say this. Build a dependency on God and not your spouse. A mistake I've seen women make is thinking a guy will change her life and make her happy and fulfilled. And vice versa. You try, when you get into a relationship, you try to make your partner the solution to all of your life's problems. You believe that as long as you have them in your life, you will surmount all obstacles. The truth is, nobody can solve your problem. And this is where good relationships fall apart. Because once you enter into that relationship, you feel that all the problems you've had from your lineage, from your mom, from your dad, you can dump it on your spouse. But when the spouse is non-responsive to your issues because they even don't know how to handle it, you will say the person doesn't have affection. The person doesn't consider what you're going through. The person doesn't do this. Because you've suddenly made that person the source of your joy instead of God. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody likes a confident person. Everybody likes someone who can look at problems and handle it. And one of the greatest things you should never do is enter into a relationship and the guy or the girl knows all about your family problems and the issues in your life in one outing. You didn't catch yourself that you were talking all throughout and all that you were saying was the woes. And the guy and the girl like, do, do I want to get involved in this? Because immediately you feel, oh, I, I can tell you, I, I, feel, I feel relaxed in your company. Stupid? No. 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 Why don't you just enjoy life first before bringing in the elements of the issue? God was your backbone before you got into this relationship. Suddenly you say he's my rock. Which rock? Rock of Gilberta or which rock? 
God is only a rock. And I want to go out with someone who makes God their source, not me their source. It's too much for me to produce that happiness for you. And you know what you now tend to do? That goes on to trying to colonize your partner to yourself. Then you get extremely angry and offensive when you see them with someone else. You undermine and you destroy vital relationships in your life because of your attachment to the person. You tell yourself that him or she matters. It's a wrong way of starting a relationship and a wrong way of continuing in it. My wife or my girlfriend then must be able to see me on my knees bringing solutions. And you know what? You can just write this down as number four, number five, I don't know. Build yourself while you're building a relationship. Build yourself. Don't lose your individuality and personality to please or comply with your partner's wishes. You, 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 you develop a false, flaky and fake personality just to be accepted by your partner. You lose your individuality and you become a clone of this person. When you go out with someone, don't try to fit into their lives. God made you who you are. And the only way we can work things up together is when you are you and me are me. And then me and you become us. But suddenly many of you just change. You're going out with a guy for, for five days. He's now telling you, I don't like your hair. Maybe you should do it like this. Oh, really? Oh, maybe. So what do you want me to do? And then he whips out a photograph and says, I think this will suit you. He's trying to make you into Taliqua. <laughs> because that hairstyle was what Taliqua was doing. So why did he come to you when he still had Taliqua on her mind? You're not Taliqua. Immediately you've cloned yourself. Immediately you start behaving funny. Immediately you, you disengage your friends. Immediately your parents can't say anything to you. Immediately your friends can't get to you. Oh, you know, we're dating each other. Stupid! Because sometimes you don't realize that you need, still need that network around you. Suddenly everything about you has changed. You are wearing flats before now you're wearing high heels and it's paining. It's, you're in pain. Because you want to be a clone of someone else. You talk wrong. You behave wrong. You never used to drink. You start drinking so you are socially compatible. Maintain your individuality because that's what God is going to bless. Because whatever fake thing you do, it will not last. Because that is not you. You go out your way to slay for the person while he or she watches you in amusement in your foolishness. You're pretending to be something for a man or a woman in the desire to please the man or the woman. You're constantly doing things to get their attention, to get them to like you, or thinking that you make yourself more attractive. Let me conclude by saying this. Court someone that brings the best out of you. I've noticed that when a person is courting in the will of God, better qualities come out. There's contentment. There's a smile. There's a willingness to help people, not to help people. The lost factor diminishes. The love factor blossoms.
If I'm going out with, I better close this page. If I'm going out with someone, I want someone to bring the best out of me. Oh, you bring the worst out of me. Then you know you're not compatible. I'm not saying when you, someone says you bring the worst out of me because you're worse yourself. There are issues you need to deal with. And someone is now pointing it out. But I'm telling you that I don't have to be a clone of who I'm not. Are you following what I'm saying? You suddenly lose your sense of individuality. Your friends are seeing you and say, well, what's wrong with you? They had a debate yesterday. Uh, uh, the five contestants were having a debate. And the only thing I got bored about the debate was, I'm looking at one of them and saying, this is not you. I want you to be you. Your blast, your, your, your death safety. Say it. That's what people like about you. Don't come and let BBC, ITV or anyone clone you into something else. And immediately the following morning I will see that all on the news. Like some of them behaved as if that's not what they wanted to hear. Be who you are. And you can learn from it. Build yourself while you're building a relationship. Build your life, not a fantasy. Don't go into this fantasy stuff. And please don't bring books into your relationship. Oh, this is what the book said. The person who wrote the book, do you know what, whether they have a good relationship? You know, psychologists are the worst. Have you not seen that doctors are the worst too? So you're killing yourself because you, your relationship is not going by the book. Which book? There's only one book. Not my iPad, but the Bible in the iPad. <laughs> That's the only book you go with. You can read books to learn from it, but it is learning, not making it the basis. Because someone said, oh, when we kissed each other, nothing applied. And then you follow that. Because someone said, I dated someone who was 55,000 miles away. Then that is who you look. Look, be very careful. You read to take knowledge. And knowledge means, wisdom means, you'll be able to see out what is right and what is wrong. Did you get anything from it tonight? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.